For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Well, we are watching breaking news, potentially breaking news, that Chris Christie is expected to drop out of the GOP race. Uh, honestly, I was, uh, I was surprised to learn that Chris Christie was still in the GOP race. So... Yeah, we'll let you know uh, when that happens. He's expected to announce it at a town hall in New Hampshire tonight. <laughs> if you had plans on being at the, the the Chris Christie Town Hall in New Hampshire and you found out on the radio that he's planning on announcing he's leaving, would you just turn around and go home at that point? I mean, why would you even show up at the town hall uh, at that point if you know that Chris Christie is 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 only uh, only participating in the town hall so that he can announce that he is dropping out? We all know that Chris Christie was only in the race uh, so that he could uh, be the the pit bull, the attack dog, if you will, with all due respect to pit bulls, uh, not the singer, but the, the animal. Um, but he was in the race just to be the pit bull against Donald Trump. We all know that. All right. He, let me tell you how things things are going to go down here today. Let me give you let me set expectations for everybody. And uh, Greg is my witness. I, I'm not going to say God is my witness, but Greg, I mean, God was my witness but Greg was my witness. So Greg Rhodes, our producer, uh, has been here with me throughout the day today. And how many times have I turned to you and said, damn it? It's been a few times. And it, we have soundproof glass. And I had to look over a few times yeah. without the mics going off. And and the reason why I say that is I, I had all these great stories that I wanted to share with you today. Uh, only to, to hear them extensively covered on the Brian Kilmeade show, on the Eric Erickson show, and on the Sean Hannity show. So we, I've got all those stories uh, about the high school in New York where the students have had to now go to remote learning because of the illegal aliens that have moved in. Uh, the same at the airport in Chicago at O'Hare. Uh, I've got the information about the New York congresswoman, the Democratic congresswoman who said the quiet part out loud uh, about saying why they want all these illegal immigrants in the country. It's so that they can uh, have more numbers in their census, thus more uh, congressional seats, thus more electoral college voters. Uh, I've got the story about Hunter Biden's lawyer caught in the act. The art dealer blows the lid off of the Biden family BS. I have that. Fonnie Willis spent five hours with Kamala Harris before a special grand jury indicts Trump. Uh, Fonnie Willis has to testify now uh, for a romantic partner and more on the art dealer. I have all these stories. I, I've, got, I've got them all. And I I do believe that... Eric Erickson and Brian Kilmeade and Sean Hannity did a great job covering all of those stories. And if if you want to talk about any of those stories, I'm well versed. 
uh, in them. Uh, but it seems at this point like beating a dead horse uh, because it has truly been covered all day long today. And I've, I've got enough content to go in a different direction and pr- provide you guys with uh, s- some fresh content. Wouldn't you rather have fresh content, something that hasn't uh, been, been beaten into you all day long? I know that I feel that way. I don't feel like beating into anybody's head content that has already been uh, on the air all day long here on WDBO. So I'm going to come at you with some different content. Uh, And I want to start with something that I talked about in the newscasts earlier, and that is California lawmakers uh, are going to consider banning tackle football for kids under the age of 12. So if if this bill passes, it won't take effect until 2026. Uh, And this comes as flag football has been gaining popularity nationwide, especially for girls. Uh, But the NFL has been a big part of that. The NFL has been actively promoting flag football. Uh, both for for men and for women and for boys and for girls. Uh, As you might imagine, the CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, yes, there is a CLF. Uh, The CEO is a former Harvard football player and WWE pro wrestler, but he talks about CTE, the, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy, uh, which causes the the death of nerve cells in the brain. It's pretty well documented, pretty well documented, the connection between tackle football and brain injuries. Yes, there are improvements to helmets. Yes, they're being more careful in practices these days. Yes, they are restricting how often kids are allowed to practice uh, with helmets and and they're 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 uh cracking down on head-to-head contact and that kind of stuff yes yes all of that is true but you can't escape the fact that football can be very dangerous to young growing brains i mean when you're talking about these are kids under 12 now, scientific studies have shown that the, the adolescent brain doesn't hit full maturity until 29 years old. So the brain is still developing into the late 20s. And they're talking about restricting it for kids under 12. Now, I've got two thoughts on this. My, my first thought is I, I don't like the idea of, and it's not, remotely surprising that California state, by the way, the state where I was, I was born in California, um, Lodi. Oh Lord. Stuck in Lodi again. But it's, it doesn't surprise anyone that California lawmakers think they know better than parents and are trying to override parents. And I, I don't, I do not support, I do not, just to be clear, I do not support outlawing tackle football for kids or adults. I don't support outlawing it. I do support a robust and healthy discussion about whether or not it's a good idea for children to play tackle football. And I, I got to tell you, if, if, if my kids had come to me when they were 12 
10, 11, 8, 9 years old, whatever, and said, Dad, I want to play tackle football, I would be disinclined to let them play. I'm not saying no, but I would I would have a long talk with them about long-term consequences of brain injuries. And this says my my daughter obviously didn't never played tackle football, but my daughter was uh, was in competitive cheerleading, not sideline cheerleading, competitive cheerleading, the kind of stuff you see on ESPN. And I can't tell you how many concussions my daughter has had from cheerleading. I can't, t- I mean, cheerleaders get concussions all the time, especially the flyers. Do I have to, do I have to explain what a flyer is in, in cheerleading terms? Those, yeah, it's the girl that's thrown in the air. My daughter was, my daughter was the, the petite, small one, and she was the flyer. And invariably, someone doesn't catch her or someone catches her wrong or she hits her head on, on one of the base's heads and, and they have a collision. And on more than a couple instances, Nick Saban is retiring. Did we know that? Did we know he was going to retire? Wow, Nick Saban is retiring. That's huge. Yeah, that's really big. That's much bigger than Chris Christie getting out of the GOP race. I immediately closed that tab. I'm looking that up. You're looking up Nick Saban. Yeah. So that just that just happened. Hang on. Hang on. I've got a special thing for that. I've got this noise that I make. <laughs> Alabama's head coach Nick Saban is retiring. Which is it safe to say one of the winningest coaches in college football history yeah absolutely at one of the most storied universities yeah as well i've been to one college football game in my life and it was a university of alabama game at uh denny bryant stadium there in tuscaloosa i lived in tuscaloosa went to school there for a little while short period of time very very short period of time uh anyhow head uh, head injuries head trauma uh, head concussions i I I think it's uh, I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea for children under the age of twelve to play tackle football. I think that's a bad idea. I think it's a worse idea that California is trying to outlaw it. What do you think? Eight four four five eight zero WDBO. It's eight four four five eight zero nine three two six. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app and let us know your thoughts uh, as to whether or not you think that. Uh, it's appropriate for kids under 12 to play tackle football. The president's man-child can smoke crack whenever he likes. I don't see why we can't let kids play tackle football. Can't take all the sharp edges off. <laughs> well, there's always a way to connect it to politics, right? There's always a way to, to connect Biden to this, I suppose. Absolutely, I would want my children to play football. It provides teamwork, structure, discipline and a whole slew of positive human qualities i can make an argument to those that don't play organized sports that they are a burden on society so you want to go down that road bring it on (laughs) 
you, you didn't play football. You are a burden to society. I don't know if they, I don't, I would like to hear you make that connection, actually. I would like to hear that. Nick Saban ends his career. Wow. 292 wins, 71 losses, one tie. Six national titles at Alabama, one at LSU. Wow. That is impressive. Now, let me ask you this. Is there a possibility he's going to the NFL? I can't see that happening. He tried that once with the Dolphins a few years back oh, before yeah. he went to Alabama, and it just wasn't it wasn't his style. It wasn't his thing. Yeah. Uh, going back to college, what the work that that takes, I understand him retiring at this point, but still big surprise after how much success he's had and still just how good that team still is. Tough to see. And he was certainly the highest paid employee in the state of Alabama. Uh, is he, I mean, one of the highest paid college coaches ever? Is he in that? I believe so. I believe he is most recently. Okay. So as a report from front office sports shows, he was paid $11.4 million last season. That's number one in the country. How sad for Chris Christie that he's announcing he's dropping out at the same time Nick Saban. <laughs> because as the two go, Nick Saban is much more popular than Chris Christie and more people are going to care. <laughs> Chris Christie's been planning this you know, dropping out since the day he got in, right? <laughs> and here it is. The night he finally gets to drop out <laughs> and he is uh, he's outplayed by Nick Saban from Alabama. Isn't that a, a kick in the pants, man? Uh, 844-580-WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. Coming up next, man. I am not even kidding. I, I should have allowed more time for this. We There was a lot of stories that happened today while you're at work. A couple of them I even missed. So hang on. We'll have that for you coming up next on The Joe Kelly Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, now the three big things you need to know. Powered by Hard Rock Bet. Three. One in every 78 audio streams in the U.S. is a Taylor Swift song. That's according to 2023's year-end report from Luminate, an entertainment data company. That means Swift makes up 1.7% of the entire U.S. Re- record music market. Two. Rescue you crews. Rescue crews are responding to an avalanche at a Northern California ski resort near Lake Tahoe. It happened this morning at a ski run in Palisades uh, at Palisades, Tahoe. One person is dead, one is injured, and the resort is now totally closed. One. Hunter Biden stormed out of his contempt, contempt of Congress hearing after showing up unannounced today. The president's son didn't answer questions as he left unaccompanied, or I should say accompanied by his legal team. House Republicans are threatening to hold him in contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena to appear for a closed court door deposition. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. Cash in on our 100th anniversary with the WDBO Payroll Payout. Your next chance at $1,000 happens tomorrow at 8 a.m. Listen for the keyword and then tap the Payroll Payout button in the WDBO app. It's our way of saying thank you for 100 incredible years. 
breakfast two hours. We're breaking down today's big stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. Well, it's happening right now. Chris Christie is uh, dropping out of the GOP primary. I can tell you that before he went on stage, he was caught in a hot mic moment behind stage before he went out there and had choice words to say about Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. I'll have that for you. I've got the audio. I'll have it for you coming up in just a few minutes. What you missed while you're at work today, Hunter Biden made a surprise appearance on Capitol Hill amid a House hearing to consider a contempt resolution against the president's son. Donald Trump, uh, this is interesting, this story came out earlier today. Donald Trump plans to speak in his own defense at tomorrow's closing arguments in his New York civil fraud case. But wait, we'll have part two of that coming up in just a second here. Uh, Here's a story that I didn't even hear about today. Uh, The New York Times reports that the terrorist group Al-Shabaab captured a United Nations helicopter carrying nine passengers in Somalia. Six of the passengers were captured, two escaped, one was killed. Wow, that was news to me. Uh, Former President Trump, (laughs) this was like two hours later, former President Trump will now not make his own closing argument in his New York civil business fraud trial after his lawyers objected to the judge's insistence that the former president would have to stick to relevant matters. An F train derailed in Coney Island, Brooklyn, the second, second such episode on New York City subway in less than a week. No injuries were immediately reported. Uh, Alaska Airlines cancels all flights on Boeing aircraft for the next several days amid their uh, their air door blowout problem. Alabama can conduct the nation's first execution using nitrogen gas. This, according to a federal judge, the inmates lawyers criticized the method as cruel and experimental. Uh, the House Judiciary Committee v- approves a resolution to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress in a 23 to 14 vote after more than a six hour hearing that began with Hunter Biden uh, sitting in the gallery. Chris Christie will announce his uh, getting out of the race at a town hall. That's happening right now. We can actually listen in for just a second here. They sat on the sidelines and all they did was voice their in private behind closed doors, quietly, so no one could hear. And that's not leadership, everybody. That's cowardice. It's cowardice and it's hypocrisy. Chris Christie live there at a town hall in New Hampshire. Uh, Chris Christie, before he went out on stage for that, was caught in this moment. We know we're right. But they don't want to hear it. He, wa- he wasn't on screen. You know, we couldn't have been any clearer. Didn't realize his microphone was on. Any more, any more director worked any harder. So, you know. Yeah. Well, when you give land to China and places like that. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent sixty-eight million so far just on TV. Spent sixty-eight million so far. Fifty-nine million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She hasn't even been. She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to, he's still going to carry Iowa, right? Yes. Oh, he's, I, you know, I talked to, DeSantis called me, petrified that I would. He's probably getting out of Iowa. Yeah, and that was the end of that. I'm not cutting it off. That's where the tape cut. I, I think that's where they figured out that the microphone was still on. Uh, but and and it was being recorded. So those were the off the cuff comments uh, from Chris Christie, who is now in front of a very silent audience. 
that perhaps came there to rally their support for him only to find out that he is uh, getting out of the race. And then later tonight at 9 o'clock on CNN is the, uh, well, it's the final debate, I think, before the Iowa caucuses, which are on Monday night. Uh, and that'll be on CNN tonight at nine o'clock. We don't have the rights to carry that, and we're not uh, we're not carrying that. But you'll have highlights, of course, coming up tomorrow morning on Orlando's Morning News with Scott and Ez. This is WDBO one hundred seven three FM and AM five eighty Orlando's News and Talk. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on the Joe Kelly Show. Uh, I know. So that's right. What I what, what I'm saying is no. What, no. What I'm saying is is I cannot. What kind of knuckle dragging moron? Do you have to be to not realize that the microphone is on? How could Chris Christie not? What is that? Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, hello. We're back. Yeah. Oh, how awkward. Golly, can you even imagine? All right, it's the Joe Kelly Show here on WDBO. If you're just joining us, so we've got a couple of departures to announce. Uh, this is not the airport, so we don't typically announce departures. Uh, but Chris Christie is departing and Nick Saban is departing. One is not related to the other. Chris Christie officially suspending his campaign. By the way, all the candidates, when they get out, they suspend their campaign. They don't end their campaign. And there's a very specific reason why they do that, uh, because they have campaign debts that have to be paid off. And they, uh, they, if they end their campaign, they no longer qualify for, for certain kinds of debt relief. So the, they all suspend their campaign. Uh, next will be probably Ron DeSantis to suspend his, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley. They will all eventually suspend their campaigns at some point. And then Nick Saban, uh, the, the winningest, is that right? The, am I, is that accurate if I say the winningest coach in college football history? National championship wise, sure. Yeah, Nick Saban from uh, from Alabama, University of Alabama, Alabama, uh, 17 years at Alabama. Uh, he uh, announced his uh, retirement. He's getting getting out. How old? How old is Nick Saban? Do we know how old he is? Hey, Google, how old is Nick Saban? 72 years old. Uh, thank you. That's the same age as Pete Carroll, who's moving into the front office in Seattle. So. Yeah, Pete Carroll was well, Pete Carroll's kind of fired from Seattle today uh, as the head coach and and moved to a, con- a consulting position. Uh, well, the- Nick Saban is the fifteenth winningest coach in college history. Well, look, look, someone oh, someone look, looked look, it up. Joe, Joe Paterno, Penn State, he I, was there. He won four hundred and nine. I have different and stats. Then- I have uh, Nick Saban as number five all time. Huh. I have I have John Gagliardi at 489 wins, and that was all the way until he was at St. John's till 212 2012. Maybe so. we're talking about Division One football. I might be just looking at Division yeah. One. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking at the winningest coaches with 200 career wins of all time. You're and looking at like Division Twelve or something. That's that's like uh, Pop Warner. Football, so Pop I think. Warner himself well, actually Joe is fourth all time with 311. Wait, is that right? Pop Warner is. Yep. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, Pop Pop Warner is one of the <laughs> one of the. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's won 319 <laughs> games. But he was with Georgia and he was with Stanford. And he, I mean, we're talking Penn State with Joe Paterno alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's 409 wins right there. Of course, uh, Joe Paterno did not have the the greatest departure from Penn State. Uh, things went badly for no, him. No, he did not. Uh, yeah, that, uh, with the whole s- sex scandal and stuff. Uh, and his handling of it, or lack thereof, handling of it. Uh, speaking about sports, big time sports, we're talking about uh, football. Uh, as the state of California uh, is debating right now whether or not to uh, to ban, to outlaw football for children under the age of 12. So California wants to ban football for kids 12 and under. Right. Isn't this the same state that came out with participation trophies back in the day and pretty much help wussified an entire generation of kids? Nobody loses. Everybody wins. I don't know. I, I got a participation trophy. We didn't think of them in, in those terms in, in that day. But I remember like in 19, oh, let's see, uh, 75. I mean, in 1975, I got a participation trophy on my... <laughs> I get a participation trophy every day being on the Joe Kelly show. Just a little trophy that comes to me. So. I got a... Uh, can I, I mean, this is embarrassing what I got the trophy for. I got it for my t-ball team that I was on as a kid. I was. I got a trophy. I, and I was the pitcher on my t-ball team. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I mean, wait a minute. I, Let's wait. Wait. wait no, you just sta- you stand let's, there next to let's the. Examine this. You stand yeah. there in case the ball ever gets hit your way. Right. right? You're that not, is so funny. <laughs> a pitcher on a t-ball game. Yeah. Where you don't even throw a ball. I got like a. Tr- you know what? Yeah. I still have the trophy. It's on my shelf at home, man. I, I've, I've kept that trophy forever. It's. That's it awesome. Means a lot to me, buddy. Let me tell you something. I'm retired football coach, 32 years. Up to the age of 12, these kids don't hit that hard. Yes, you can have an occasional thump. It's after 12 where the brain damage comes in because those kids can can hit. So it's ridiculous at that age. I'm not sure. I honestly, I, I get what I get. I just not, not sure what your point was. I mean, I heard what you said. I'm just not sure what you're arguing for. Uh, so it sounds like you're arguing that they should have contact tackle football under 12 but maybe not over 12 is that what i'm getting okay i heard your argument but they also had those padded helmets they wear in practice yeah the regular games they don't have it but head-to-head contacts and 12 year olds and stuff just ain't there and that's where it comes to the coaches and the refs you know kick the kid out of the game if he does something bad that's what you do all right. Thank you. There again, it's California. Yeah, it is. I'll tell you, I played eighth grade ball. I played eighth grade football in Texas uh, because in Texas, you really have no choice <laughs> when you're in the eighth grade. You, you pretty much get put into the football pipeline uh, and you have very, very little choice. And and I, I will never forget, you know, you, I always say that you remember the extraordinary, you forget the mundane. And I remember that time in PE in seventh grade. And they say, all right, everybody. And these are the, you know, the coaches that wear those elastic coaches shorts and they have their, their, um, notebook or whatever it's called, clipboard. The clipboard is in their pants, you know, and then they have the whistle and then they have the stretchy shirt. And the coach at the end of, at the end of the year in seventh grade 
in PE says, all right, everybody who's going to play football in eighth grade next year, go to that side of the gym. And everybody who's not going to play football, go to that side of the gym. And I had literally just moved to Texas from, from the West Coast, from Seattle, Washington. And I was so intimidated by the kids. And you know, they say everything is bigger in Texas. I'm telling you, seventh graders are bigger in Texas than they were in Washington State. And I was so intimidated and I was so freaked out. And, and that peer pressure, that peer pressure at that instant right there when the coach says, if you want to play eighth grade ball, you go down there. If you don't want to play, y'all bunch of sissies, y'all go on the other side of the, of the, of the basketball court and sit down. And, and I remember that was the split second I had to make a decision. Oh gosh, what am I going to do? So I hesitantly got up and walked over to the football side of the gymnasium and, uh, and played eighth grade ball the following year. That was my one year in football. I was pretty amazing. Ugh. And by pretty amazing, I, uh, I, I think I played in one game. It was raining. I remember that and it was cold. I remember Were you that. the tea? <laughs> As my father liked to tease me, I was I played left out. Left so, out, nice. yes, I was a terrible. <laughs> that one time I played, I, for whatever reason, it was really cold that day. I know it was, it was Texas, South Texas, at that. Uh, but it was really, really cold that day and raining, and it was just this cold, cold rain. And all of us on the sidelines were huddled together just trying to share body warmth and just try to stay out of the wind. And suddenly off in the distance, I hear, Kelly! Kelly! And I'm like, oh, please let there be another Kelly on this team. <laughs> it, he can't be talking about me. And so I don't react. I just stay there in this, in this huddle trying to stay warm. And then I hear the coach one more time go, Kelly, do you want to play or not? And again, in my mind, I'm like, is that a real question, coach? Or, or, or is that just a retort? I still have to play, don't I? So he, he points at the field and says, get out there. I didn't know if I was playing offense or defense. I didn't know where to line up. I mean, I was terrible. I, I did everything wrong in eighth grade ball and I showed it. I, I proved were, it. You, you were kind of an unhealthy kid, though, right? I mean, uh, not in, not in eighth grade. Not in okay. eighth grade. Not until uh, not. Well, I, I mean, I was skinny and yeah, but I, but I wasn't unhealthy at that point. I didn't come down with cancer until I was a sophomore in high school. That was when I was diagnosed with cancer. So, uh, so yeah, at that point, I, at least I had a good reason for not playing organized sports. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we've got a couple more open mics. Let's see. Uh, here, here's one. Talking about the tackle football and concussions. Yes, concussions do happen. But what happens more than concussions, I would think, is bodily physical injuries. Physical injuries can last a lifetime, too. Yeah, it might not be as detrimental as concussions with brain trauma. But either way, it's a contact sport. And bodily injury, physical injury, happens a lot more and it can be lifelong as well so yeah contact sport it's dangerous again i don't know what argument you're making there <laughs> you're arguing football is dangerous yeah right I, I, you're, it sounds like you're making the argument that they shouldn't play football i'm just not sure all right 844-580-wdbo hit me up in the open mic in the wdbo app i thought when i saw this headline i thought for sure it was an exaggeration of some sort. 
but a an elderly couple is found dead in a home. The heater in the home was set at 1,000 degrees. Haba, hang on. That story is next. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. In-depth segments on topics that matter to Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I love your show every night. You're doing great, bud. All right, if you're just joining us, we're talking about we're talking about football and head injuries. Youth football and head injuries. I remember playing football in my sophomore year of high school. And the most memorable time the evening game Bigfoot wandered onto the field <laughs> and he made a sound that I would not want to hear twice in one lifetime yeah I'm sure there's no connection at all between football and head and head injuries <laughs> that, mm, that's like the complete advocacy group that's yes. what they're looking for that's the guy that they're looking for yes. you just made the argument for why we should not be playing football all right South Carolina this is a true story this one blows my mind an elderly couple um they 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 had not uh, family members had not heard from them they're both 84 years old or i guess one's 84 one's 82 the family had not heard from them in 3 days so they had called the police and had them do a wellness check they had to enter through a window the responding officer noticed that the residence was extremely hot as soon as they entered the medics went to obtain the body temperatures of the victims and each recorded at 106 degrees fahrenheit which is the highest that the thermometer or whatever device that they use, that's as high as it goes, is 106. The fire department arrived. They went down into the basement, and they found that the heater downstairs in the basement literally measured at over 1,000 degrees. They said it was so hot that it looked like the basement was currently on fire, but it was not. There was no carbon monoxide present, but something had gotten squirrely with their heater, elevating the heat to 1,000 degrees. And they said when they checked the temperature of the bodies at 106 degrees, they said the door had already been open for more than an hour, letting in the cold air. Uh, from South Carolina. So, wow. Wow. Check your heaters. I didn't think that you could set them uh, to the surface of the sun. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. WDBO Orlando. WOEX FM HD2 Orlando. W297BB Orlando. Powered by Talent Wealth Management. Visit guardingyournesteg.com. Listen everywhere with the WDBO app, a Cox Media Group station. This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO. I feel like I should be offended by that. All right, so I saw this. I saw this on the Orlando subreddit today. Under the headline, Orlando Bucket List Before Moving. 
And uh, this guy writes, I'm a current UCF student and I'm transferring to FSU in Tallahassee after this semester. I've really enjoyed my time in Orlando these last two years, but I want to make the most of my last few months in this great city. While I'm still in Orlando, I'm trying to put together a bucket list of things I should do before I move. And then he gives some examples like ride the Hulk at Universal. I've ridden the Hulk at Universal. I would definitely have that on a bucket list. It's a good one. Uh, Visit Little Vietnam. Where is Little Vietnam? I don't think I even know where Little Vietnam is. So that's that strip on Colonial of all the like different Asian restaurants and things like that. The markets. Fashion Square Mall, isn't it? Uh, it's in, it's in that area, yeah, between the Mills 50 area. Like Colonial and Photo and Hobby. Yeah, that area. Yeah, no, I've been there. I didn't realize we called that Little Vietnam. Yeah. I've been to some of the restaurants there. They've got some some very good restaurants there. He also writes, uh, watch an orchestra performance at the Dr. Phillips Center. I've never done that. That sounds like that would be a good, enjoyable thing to do. Go to a magic game. I've done that. Uh, eat at a Michelin-recommended restaurant or Michelin-rated restaurant. Yeah, I've never done that. Uh, so what do you guys think uh, for this guy's bucket list? Before what are What are some of the... The things that you uh, most enjoy doing in Orlando that that this guy should have on his bucket list of uh, cool Orlando things to do. Laurel, does anything stick out in your mind? Well, the very first thing I thought of is because you said Hulk, and I would change the Hulk at Orlando to Velociraptor because mm. the Velocicoaster. That's what it's called, the Velocicoaster. Because okay. I rode that recently, and I like the Hulk, but Velocicoaster blows it out of the water. No kidding. So, All yeah, right. Scratch that out and replace it. All right. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Greg? Yeah, I'll uh, replace the Magic game with uh, going to an Orlando City game. So you need to go to an Orlando City game, sit in the wall, and enjoy the chance, fly the flags, inhale the purple smoke, smoke. that comes out when they yeah. score a goal. And it's it's the most electric sporting event i've ever been to and i've been to a lot of sporting events i will tell you that i don't understand soccer in fact everything i know about soccer i learned from watching ted lasso uh, so actually i do know a few things about soccer because of ted lasso and i will say that i i don't know that i've ever had more fun at a sporting event than at an orlando city uh soccer game those are absolutely a blast to attend uh, I was also thinking about the Winter Park Boat Tour. The Winter Park Boat Tour is so cool. Have Laurel, have you done that? No, I haven't. Uh, the Winter Park Boat Tour is so, so, so much fun. Highly recommend it if you haven't done that yet. Um, let us know your thoughts here. 844-580-WDBO, or you can use the open mic in the WDBO app. What can we add to this guy's... Uh, to this guy's uh, bucket list before he leaves Orlando for Tallahassee. In Deland, John is joining us. Hey, John, how are you, buddy? Joe, what is going down? Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Okay, so I got something really fun to do in Orlando that everybody's got to do in case they've never done it. Okay. And it won't set you back uh, you know, financially except for whatever you want to spend. And it's this. Um, during the Christmas season, if you go down to Disney, we like to go uh, hotel hopping each each time. You can go park at Animal Kingdom or, um, oh, gosh, what's the, the other one, uh, the, the, the camping place. I forget at Disney where that is. Fort anyway, Wilderness. Oh, uh, yeah, Fort Wilderness, you, right. Yeah, Fort, Fort Wilderness, right. Okay, so you park there during the holidays, and uh, you catch the monorail. It takes you to each one of the hotels. It's free parking. Uh, you can you can feed the animals at Animal Kingdom, you know, make some marshmallows or whatever and get some dinner there if you want. And then uh, go hotel hopping. They've got incredible, wonderful holiday things going on, like at the Grand Floridian and uh, 
the the Polynesian. I mean, each each one the, the uh, yeah each one of the hotels has fantastic special holiday things, and it's free except for what you want to spend on food and beverages. Sure. And at the end of the night, yeah, yeah. you you see the fireworks, and it's just a magnificent, wonderful evening with friends and family and. It uh, doesn't cost you anything beyond what you want to spend. Sounds positively delightful. John, thank you so much, bud. Have, take care. Have a good night. So we'll talk again soon. And Laurel, I'm looking at some of the comments on this Reddit thread, and someone says the Velocicoaster. Uh, someone says, I can't even go on Space Mountain anymore because I'll have neck pain for a week. The Velocicoaster is intense, but it's super smooth. Someone says, I think the Velocicoaster is the best ride I've ever been on. It just flies so well. Uh, I've I've never been on the. I'm sorry. Where is the Velocicoaster? That's at Universal. It is. It's in Universal. Yeah. And you know what? I thought I was a coaster snob. I've been riding roller coasters since I was big enough to get on them, and I'm like, I I'm not impressed by them anymore. The Velocicoaster took my breath away. Really, it truly is amazing. Wow. Yeah. I've got to try. I've never been on that. I'll have to try that. Uh, try that out at some point. Good to know. All right, 844-580-WDBO, or you can use the open mic in the WDBO app. I want you to hear a couple of things here. Uh, this, so, so today, you, everybody heard that Hunter Biden showed up at the House Oversight Committee hearing today. It was going to be a House Oversight Committee meeting on whether or not to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for failing to show up for the subpoena. Now, Democrats clearly knew that Hunter Biden was going to show up. Republicans clearly did not know that Hunter Biden was going to show up. Now, Hunter Biden walks into to the te- the the testimony room where they're testifying into this uh, this house office uh, building and Hunter Biden does not sit at the witness table. He sits in the gallery. He's bookmarked by his two high-power attorneys. And uh, two of the Democrats on the committee uh, basically start filibustering and start giving their argument for, you know, they knew that Hunter Biden was going to show up that day. And then just as uh, the Republicans kind of started getting their act together, realizing, OK, we have a chance to ask him some questions, uh, even though this was procedurally not how they planned on doing it. They wanted to do a, a deposition first before they had an open session uh, testimony. Uh, and right as Marjorie Taylor Greene starts to ask questions, he gets up and walks out and takes with him uh, all of the media that were there and a documentary film crew that has been following around Hunter Biden. Clearly, when we talk about political theater, uh, this was primo political theater. Uh, it's yet to be determined uh, as to whether or not this was a brilliant PR move or a disastrous PR move. Uh, but obviously they were doing it for the cameras, uh, both the news cameras and for the documentary cameras. But after things settled down a little bit, uh, a a far left congresswoman who is a member of the squad, uh, her name is uh, she's Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. Uh, she was trying to bring some get everybody back on track and and wanted to talk badly about Donald Trump and uh she made a bit of a Freudian slip, it would appear. Well, I appreciate the passion from my friend across the aisle and the outrage. I think we're all outraged about many things. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and, and <laughs> maybe that, too. 
Yeah, you can talk about that too, I guess. Maybe we should talk about that too. The president incited an insurrection. Huh. Maybe we should talk about the fact that the president, the former president, was impeached yeah. okay. twice. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, wonder where her mind was uh, today during a congressional hearing. And then the the video that everybody is talking about is this Congresswoman Yvette Clark. She is a radical leftist congresswoman. She, uh, like all other members of Congress, is up for re-election. All 435 members of Congress are up for re-election every two years. She is up for re-election. And she was caught saying the quiet part out loud when it comes to all of this illegal immigration. And, and many of us have wondered, what is the end game here? Why, why are the Democrats letting so many illegal immigrants flood into our country? Why? I mean, it is an invasion. We have an invasion force coming across our southern border right now. What is the end game? Because illegal immigrants can't vote. They cannot vote. So what is what is the strategy? What is it that they hope to achieve by having all of these illegal immigrants flood across the border? And now we don't have to wonder that anymore. We now know exactly what the strategy is, thanks to Democratic Congresswoman Yvette Clark uh, from New York City. She's the New York's ninth district congresswoman. Uh, here is uh, the congresswoman in her own words describing exactly why they want as many illegal immigrants as possible coming across the border. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. We have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn. I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could could clearly uh, fit here. See, they're for redistricting. So so districts are drawn based upon the census. The census is determined based upon the population. While illegal immigrants cannot vote, illegal immigrants are counted in the census. So when every 10 years they conduct the census and they reapportion congressional seats, uh, I'll take you back to eighth grade civics. There are 435 members of the House. They're not going to add any more members than 435 members. At least that there, there is no talk of adding more than 435. So as the states grow, uh, as, as some states grow and some states lose population, they will move around some of those congressional seats. As an example, um, we here in Florida gained a congressional seat in the last election because we have got a, a population growth here in Florida. Uh, in New York State, they are likely to lose three seats by 2030 because they're losing population in New York. So as congressional seats are allocated by population, the higher population states get more congressional seats. And the lower population states will lose them. So you'll get more political power with the, the more constituents that you have in your state and, and the more constituents you have in your districts. 
So that's the end game for Democrats. It isn't about getting Democrat voters. It is about building Democrat power in the you know, inside the beltway inside Washington DC because along with the congressional seats uh, comes the electoral seats uh, the electoral seats are based upon how many congressional seats you have so your electoral math improves as your population increases so there is a reason why the democrats want this flood of millions and millions of illegal immigrants coming across the border because they're just numbers on a spreadsheet to them they don't care about them they don't care about them blending into society melting into our melting pot they don't care about them finding good jobs they don't care about them finding good schools they don't care about them getting health care they don't care about anything other than the math they're numbers on a spreadsheet and nothing more that's what the democrats are up to and this Democratic Congresswoman has spilled the beans on everybody. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, we have a diaspora that, that can absorb a significant number of these migrants. And I, that, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about, uh, you know, the, 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 the doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying, you know, I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes. And those members could, could clearly uh, fit here. Thank you so much, Congresswoman Clark, for letting us know for telling all of America what the real reason is. Certainly you will not see that on the network news later tonight as to why we are letting millions of people into the United States. You won't. You probably won't hear it beyond today here on this show. It's probably going to be the last time you'll hear that. Maybe I'll play it a little bit later in this hour. Maybe not. We'll see. 844-580-WDBO or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. All right, we were talking about this uh, subreddit. On the Orlando subreddit, there's a kid that goes to UCF and he's going to go to Tallahassee in the next semester. And he's looking for his Orlando bucket list, things he has to do before he leaves Orlando. One of the bucket lists that is on mine, anyhow, is go to Discovery Cove and swim with the dolphins and just spend a day there. Yeah, I, I, that I have done, and that is a really, really unique experience, to be sure. I would say the uh, Lake Eola swan boats, but a correction to that guy that called earlier about the hotels at Disney parking is not free anymore uh, they charge now unless you have a reservation at one of their restaurants but a trick is is that you don't have to show up for that reservation <coughs> okay that's great advice there. don't tell everyone <laughs> you're on the radio you know all right thank you bucket list yes Thing for him to do right. is to go to Oak Haven Farms oh, yeah. and pick strawberries and drink some wine and get some strawberry shortcakes and then he can even buy hot dogs and do hot dogs 
over the fire. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that he can do right there, and it's fun, and it's relaxing, and you get to eat at the same time, and it's not crazy expensive. All right, we're talking about this bucket list for the CCF student. He's going to transfer to FSU in Tallahassee. Things that he needs to do in Orlando before he leaves town. One thing you need to do before you leave Orlando is drive down OBT between 10 and 12 at night and just take in the sights. Yep, I said it. (laughs) Dude, that is not right. That is absolutely not right. Do not put that on your bucket list, man. You will deeply regret that. There's no coming back from that. It's 6.30. We'll continue. Coming up next here on The Joe Kelly Show. This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than me sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. All right, let's talk about sex. Anybody want to talk about sex? So, in Escambia County, Florida... Escambia County is up in the panhandle. Escambia. Am I saying it right? Is that how they pronounce it there? Escambia. 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 Uh, Anyhow, up in the panhandle, one of the counties up there, has removed the dictionaries from their school libraries over concerns that making the dictionaries available to students would violate Florida law. Now, of course, they're talking about the parental rights and education law that critics call the don't say gay bill, <clears throat> the one that says, you know, that we're not going to have pornography available to our children in the libraries. And I, frankly, what I think Escambia County is doing is I think they're being smart asses about this. I, I think they're being mischievous. I think they're they're up to no good. I think they're trying to uh, exaggerate the the issue uh, in in hopes of getting back all of, or some of the the terrible terrible books uh, that they have had in libraries, and if if you have not been paying attention to this issue, it is important to understand that there have been books in our children's school libraries, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, you know, elementary school libraries that have had graphic descriptions, graphic imagery. Yes, they're, they're drawings, they're, they're animation, not, you know, not photographs of, of sex, but there, is, there are drawings of sex, animations of sex, of not i'll just say non-traditional sex take that to mean whatever you want it to mean so they have removed the dictionaries again i'm i'm frustrated with these school leaders because they're just they're just being smart alex about this to try to embarrass desantis or the republicans or the state legislature or decent moms and dads that don't want their children exposed to pornographic material. The reason why the books have been removed is because the majority of those books 
the bulk of what is in the book is about sex. The bulk of what is in the dictionary is not about sex. But they flagged the dictionary because they do have descriptions of, quote, sexual conduct. And they cite as an example, I'm going to use choice words on the radio here. If you have little children in the car and you're not prepared to explain to them the words that I'm using, you might want to turn the radio down for two seconds. Merriam-Webster Dictionary, for example, defines sex as... A sexual union involving penetration of the vagina by the penis. Gives you an example. But sexual, um, excuse me, sex, the definition of sex is but one word out of, I'm sorry, how many were, let me ask. Hey Google, how many definitions are there in the Merriam-Webster dictionary? Sorry, I didn't understand. Yeah, I didn't understand it either. But th- the word sex in the dictionary has got to be one of, well, I don't know, tens of thousands of words that are in the dictionary that aren't sex. According to Mary Webster, there are 470,000 entries in their unabridged dictionary. Man, Google's voice sounds just like Greg. Is that not weird? Beep, beep. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Yeah, so so it's one word. One word, sex. Out of 400,000? 470,000. 470,000, nearly a half million words. And Escambia County is doing this just to make headlines, just to try to embarrass Governor DeSantis, to try to embarrass Republicans, to, to, to try to drive home a point that, that, oh, it's a terrible, it's a book ban. This is how bad the Republicans are. This is how bad the book bans are. These aren't book bans. There's no book burning. It is simply recognizing the age appropriateness of literature in our public schools. Moms and dads, you can still buy the books for your kids if you want to. If you want to teach your children through books that were available in Florida elementary schools about, and I'll just leave it at non-traditional sex, moms and dads, you are absolutely free to buy those books and distribute them to your children. The whole argument is about whether or not it's appropriate for those books to be in our elementary schools. And shame on Escambia County for being smart, Alex, about this, for being cute. Oh, we've got, oh, we've got to remove the dictionaries. Oh, it says sex. Y'all, it says sex in the dictionary. We've got to get rid. And that's part of the governor's book bans. I, I think in Escambia County, they talk with a southern accent like that. Because they're close to Alabama up there. Oh, we've got to remove all of our dictionaries now. What a shame our governor is such a totalitarian. I, we're going to have book burnings and burn all of our dictionaries. 
Now I've got to go to Escambia County to see if they have southern accents there. I really feel like they do have southern accents. I think it's disgusting what they're doing there in Escambia County. Shame on them. Shame, 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 shame. Uh, This as, do I have time for this? Mm. Um, A couple in Michigan is suing their child's former school district after discovering that officials there had secretly transitioned their daughter without their knowledge or consent. This is what this is what's going on in public schools. Dan and Jennifer Mead say that their daughter was treated as a male student while at school with the help of teachers and district officials. All the while hiding it from the parents. Schools, public schools don't trust parents. Public schools know better what's good for your children than parents do. Don't ever forget that. Public schools are smarter than parents. Public schools are wiser than parents. Public schools get to make decisions about children more so than parents do. Don't y'all ever forget that. See, I feel like they're, even that, that's Michigan, I still feel like they talk with a southern accent there. I think all bad decisions, <laughs> I think all bad decisions are done with a southern accent. <laughs> all right, 844-580-WDBO. That's 844-580-WDBO. Or hit me up in the open mic in the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. All right, this is this is an interesting story. If you love Donald Trump, you have to you have to wait to let me get to the to the hook of this story. There is a tax preparation company here in Orlando called Castro and Company LLC. It's a digital tax preparation firm uh, that's here in uh, Orlando uh, and in Washington, D.C. and in Mansfield, Texas. So it's in three locations, Orlando, Florida, Mansfield, Texas, and Washington, D.C. It's called Castro and Company LLC, a digital tax preparation firm. Well, the guy who runs this tax preparation firm, his name is John Anthony Castro. He's a Texas man, and he um, was indicted last week on 33 counts of aiding the preparation of false tax returns. So he operated a, a virtual tax preparation business that deceitfully inflated tax refunds for his clients. So he is now facing significant charges, 33 counts. Now, here's the Trump angle. This guy, John Anthony Castro, until today, until these indictments dropped, his claim to fame was this has been the guy who has been challenging uh, Donald Trump on the ballot. 
He has filed challenges in 27 states against Donald Trump's placement on the ballot. 27 states. He has filed to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. And come to find out he's been cheating on taxes. So it would appear. So uh, let that be a lesson to you. (laughs) Have a great night. Thank you so much for tuning in. The third hour of Sean Hannity is coming up next. Thanks for tuning in to The Joe Kelly Show. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.